Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The New Decibel. I'm your host, Nirjhar, and I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Today we're going to be discussing how customer feedback is so important. Um, I've spent countless years uh, talking to so many entrepreneurs and managers about how they gather this feedback and what do they do with it. Um, it's so interesting to see these um, varied patterns that I've seen uh, over the years and some of which have failed and some of which have succeeded. Um, so let's just very quickly jump right into it. Um, is the first and foremost thing, what is customer feedback, right? Um, customer feedback is heard is basically inputs that you're taking from your customers regarding what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Um, and effectively, that's it. It's as simple as that. And that brings us to the question, why is it so important? Now, for you to succeed in, uh, in this market where there are so many competitive players and someone who might be offering similar services to yours, um, it is extremely important that um, you have a competitive advantage and sometimes it can be the utility of your product. Um, but more often than not, it's actually about the usability from the customer's end. And the customer is only willing to utilize your product and the services that you're selling only if they see um, their voices being heard, right? Um, so I think it is extremely important that if you look at it in, the, in a historic context, any product that has done well over the years has taken some extremely well feedback from their customers and um, implemented them and change what was required to be changed and that sort of helped them grow, right? Uh, now, you as an individual, especially when you're an entrepreneur, um, you might have a certain opinion about what your product does and how it should be uh, utilized and um, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's fucking biased. That's the problem with it. I mean, you might be right from where you're coming from. You might be coming from a place of heart, but it doesn't necessarily show a true picture um, of, of the requirement in the market, right? Now, Bluntly put, it might be that it's probably a very phenomenal product, but if the market is not ready for it, if the timing is not right, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, sometimes it's also that your overall product, whatever these features that might be um, like a sub-feature of your overall product are just shit, and you think it might be great, but if the customer doesn't feel it, um, I it's not going to work. So it's very important that you listen to this, these feedback um, and what eventually and effectively at the end of the day matters is that, right? Um, because I've spoken to a lot of people and sometimes I just ask, so how do you, how do you, how are you actually gathering all of this uh, inputs, right? <clears throat> and um, most of the time they come up with stating that, you know, I've spent a lot of time sitting and browsing through the product and seeing if it works for me. Um, and I thought, you know, this might work and this might not work and I've run it through my product managers and so on and so forth. Now, the problem with that is all of you guys, your team, you are coming from emotional space um, or maybe a space of knowledge where you have really used the product in such a way that you know how to get the best out of it. Um, but that is biased to your requirement. Now, when you, but the 15 people in your team are not the people who you're trying to sell this product to. So it is extremely important that you make it a point to actually uh, get that feedback from customer. If something needs to be changed, it has to be changed. And if something's going good, for example, you might feel that this feature is absolutely redundant, uh, but if the customer likes it, then it needs to stay because that's actually a good feedback to take up on it, right? Uh, but I think I always encourage people to look for negative feedback because uh, that is the only way to move forward. That is the only way you can actually change um, what your product does and make it more tailored, more custom made uh, towards the customers that you're actually trying to attract, right? Um, 
So um, when you're trying to get these inputs, when you're trying to collate this data, uh, make it a point that you're also focusing on collecting negative data because uh, it's the only way that you can actually rebuild the product and improve the product in such a way that the customers are thoroughly going to be engaging with it um, and, and really putting it out there, right? Um, one of the best ways to really do it is probably SurveyMonkey. I think all of us have used it since donkey years, right? I've used it in college um, and it's such a unique thing. You just simply put up a nice little uh, survey, put it out to your customer base and just ask them to um, give you the right sort of feedback. Now, if you know your customers are willing to spend that time to make a um, long uh, report for you or the, the, the reply to a lot of questionnaires, um, then for sure. But otherwise, you can always keep it to um, small like a six seven questions that your customers can probably use um, and reply on for you to get a good feedback out of it right um, if you have a lot of um, customers who sign up with email and if you keep that database it's always good to reach out to them through the emails that can always help you um, have a very one-on-one -on -one conversation with your customers and I think that's always a great great way to uh, move forward um, personally for me like for example I used to own a restaurant earlier uh, where I thought that, I mean, in, in Delhi, for example, in India, you don't get a lot of vegetarian dim sums. And um, I just saw an opportunity to make some phenomenal vegetarian dim sums and just put it out there. Um, me and Apar, of course, my partner, we had this venture earlier together along with one of our other friends, Saad. We sort of just went all into it. We created a great product. We had some excellent Thai curry, um, some phenomenal overall Pan-Asian food. Uh, but it didn't work and I think the problem where we faced was that we didn't take the customer feedback um, thoroughly we thought that if it tastes good to us it should taste good to the market now um, our main problem obviously wasn't just the taste of food it was also that we didn't market it well we didn't push it out there uh, and there's a taking from it that if you're actually in a situation where you don't understand what the market requires and if you can't communicate to the market then you need to start investing into a, a mechanism where you can actually communicate uh, your product to them where they're listening or where they're uh, trying for in, in this situation trying my food out uh, we didn't actually think about that and because of which we faced a lot of difficulty um, expanding and eventually had to shut down right um, that being said uh, what is it's so important that uh, why do people prefer a certain brand over the others and you have to think about it is that say for example there's a I don't know, I've given an option, I would say in the Rosette versus say the JW or if I prefer thumbs up over say Coca-Cola, I prefer Pepsi over Coca-Cola, right? Um, and people have that sort of a notion that they prefer, I prefer Mac over, uh, I don't know, like an Windows laptop, or but then at the same time I prefer Samsung phone over um, an Apple iPhone. And the reason is that there's a, such a strong utility that I have derived from each of these scenarios that I personally would go out and talk about these brands with my immediate circle um, and that has always been because the sort of requirement that I've had has been met by these uh, brands that I've been you know um, interacting with so when it comes to for example Pepsi I've always enjoyed a lesser fizz um, and in the Indian market when you drink it the Coca-Cola is a little more fizzier I've also appreciated the taste the the services for example in Rosier have been phenomenal right um, and for me, that's always been, a, I mean, the, the personal touches that they've put in, in terms of my services when I stay at their hotels have been phenomenal. So I've always reacted really well to it. Um, the MacBook's so clean, love it. Um, Windows never found that utility there. So 
these things make a lot of difference. So what I'm trying to establish here is that when a person individually at the core of it really appreciates a product that you're trying to sell to them, they will talk about it to their respective network. And that's the best sort of marketing that you can get a customer loyalty, right? Um, and that only happens when you listen to their feedback and try to tailor that product to their need, to their requirement. Um, you will eventually succeed in uh, making a product um, like a, like a, like a, to, to stay um, in their a portfolio of things that they're using on a daily day-to-day -day basis right um and you absolutely cannot get a better source of marketing other than word of mark marketing i mean that is effectively and essentially what everyone strives to get because it's free is the most uh real thing that is out there and is the most uh, we just enjoy listening to it because the whole purpose of an influencer marketing has been that you get to hear about a certain thing from people that you can trust. So imagine you at an individual level talking about it, right? Um, so that's that's always an important thing to actually build your feedback mechanism so strong that you can tailor it that they, your your customers can actually start talking about it in their immediate circle, right? Um, but the really good way to actually get that feedback is not necessarily always from your current customers, but also your potential customers. Sometimes you have someone who likes drinking, say for example, sodas, um, but is not necessarily drinking your brand of soda, right? So if you can get a feedback as to what is working for them that might not be working for you, um, you can actually tailor make your next release or your next um, flavoring of the soda in such a way that these customers can actually enjoy um, the next product that you sell, right? Uh, but a very important thing there is also um, a competitor because you you have to understand no product is really ever as good as you think they are even your cust uh, competitors as much as yours um, it is good to get an idea what are the uh, key point that the competitor products are missing and what you can probably include in yours and that can be a key to act call to action for your uh, potential customers to actually move um, that being said what is what is you know how often should one actually look at uh, running these feedback uh, setups and I I don't think there's a very definitive answer in terms of uh, when that should happen um, I prefer doing it probably once a month that is a good time because uh, your interactive audience also increases monthly it's a good I mean at least for me that has been the case because I can't increase at a scale where I'm looking at you know thousands of uh, addition to my uh, network on a weekly basis so for me monthly makes sense um, but that really again depends on what stage of business you're in like if you're at something like gigantic scale um, you're probably adding a lot of customers on a daily basis so that time frame can be shortened uh, but I would always suggest even if you're a small small unit um, at the maximum keep it at a month uh, every month you get a good feedback and it, you know implement that in your next release that you're going to do um, don't don't ever think that your customer is a fucking dumbass you know and there's no point in listening to them I know better I they probably just not educated enough that's that's probably not true um, if they're if they don't know they're not then they're probably just uneducated about the service that you're trying to sell but that doesn't mean their utility is uh being catered to if they don't if they don't see the value in what you're trying to sell they might not know about the future of of their requirement but in the current scenario they don't need it and if they don't need it the market's not ready so it's very important for you to pay attention to it even if you feel that the customer is not making a lot of sense to you right now uh but you have to build your product around it that's that's always going to be the key right um 
one of the ways that we used to do it in in our previous organization that I work with, especially with a lot of clients that I do uh, tend to maintain, is that I always give them a call, and you know I always have that question: What is working for you? What is not? Because sometimes you do sell a product, it's a great product, and it doesn't work, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be able to tailor make that product down the line in such a way that it can work for them. But that um, that that conversation only happens when you call them. So you ask them what's going on, you know, um, what's going well, what's not going so well, what do you think we can improve on? And that should really, really put you on a, on a, on a good space. Um, and one of the questions, and I heard this very recently, is that um, if someone could give you a bottomless budget, yeah, uh, that you had nothing to worry about the money, uh, what are the services or features that you would want us to add to our next release or, or you know, in the next given quarter or a year or whatever? Um, and that should really give you a good idea about what the customers are actually looking for. And um, it gives you a good enough time to actually build on a lot of uh, features. And then you can actually plan out your product releases in such a way that um, everyone walks off happy, right? So this is a good way to uh, take that information in. Um, one of the major ways that we have actually seen, especially when you're service-based, like for me, it's, it's, I'm, I'm in the service space uh, where we're selling media content, etc. A um, lot of campaign running. Um, one thing that we have always seen that works really well for um us is to actually look at customers with a net promoter score uh, where it basically allows you to gauge if if they're happy if they're neutral if they're dissatisfied with what you're doing um, and that's that's always a good good space to be because that that is a very effective way to um, gauge that uh, bunch of audience that you have I'm sorry um, so that being said, one of the places where you can actually do it, I think SurveyMonkey has that option where you can actually look for a net promoter score within your um, system of audiences. So do check it out. That's always great. It's free, of course. So that should add to um, the overall aesthetics of your program. Um, now, in general, how do you, how does an individual or as a company you should deal with feedback? I think ne negative feedback is not always a bad thing. So that's a good. I mean, the way to look at it is that um, if you're getting a negative feedback, that is that means there's a lot to work on, and you can always do that. Um, and and the more the negative feedback, as I said earlier, it means that you can improve more. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes what happens is that you have a couple of negative feedbacks, and the rest of them are good. So don't let that really bother you, because sometimes what happens is that I mean you can't really always choose the audience that you um, uh, involve in your product or engage in it um, and sometimes what happens is they might not be the right fit right audience for it so uh, it is extremely important that you don't let like a singular or, or like an individual or, or maybe a couple of negative feedback really get to you because that doesn't necessarily mean you the product is bad or needs to be changed um, which means you need to really start focusing on volume so if you have a lot of people saying that listen this feature doesn't work or this product doesn't work or this needs to change then there is obviously a, a situation where you need to pay attention to but if it's without that it, it really is okay you know um, again <clears throat> one of the most important thing that I think I have been told about uh, feedback mechanism is that you shouldn't um, incentivize it and I wholeheartedly agree with it because the moment you've already said listen I'm gonna give you like um, I don't know an iPhone X if you if you give me an incentive, uh, sorry, uh, a feedback, then you already made sure that the person who gives you feedback, whether even if you had asked for negative, is probably going to be a little biased towards the positive feedback. And that doesn't serve any purpose. Um, so it is very important that you make sure that no matter what happens, you, you do not incentivize the feedback, let it come more naturally. Um, and that gives you a better platform to sort of build your product on. Um, and on that note, really, if you have someone who has been giving you a lot of feedback and you call them and they know you, you mean well, you're trying to actually... Uh, 
improve on what you're doing uh customers tend to really appreciate that honestly i mean I'm, all of us have been in situation where we had a sour experience but the customer representative who called us um and we spoke to them and we had a really good time and we sort of stuck around the product right uh that is actually a very good time to um get a testimonial because that is these are so hard to come by um so if you can get that testimonial from the customers um you can actually use it on your website on your instagram on your wherever you can actually put in plug in that testimonial to sort of churn it better um it's a great marketing tool uh especially because it's coming from a genuine customer it's not incentivized it works really well right um and with that i'd want to wrap up this episode um and once again thank you so much i am so glad that i get to do this um and i'm hoping that you guys are enjoying it as well um and if you are please follow me on spotify apple music and of course instagram by all by the same handle called the new decibel um this is all free of cost information which is just being shared because i don't know why it wasn't being so earlier at least in my circle and i'm sure there are other people doing it but this is my take on it right um but if you do like it please help me um make it a more mass movement where i can share this with everyone who's willing to listen about it um so please do follow me on the following platforms and share it share it with your immediate network so if they can find it useful they can probably come back and check it out um and with that see you next episode have a lovely day Thank you so much for tuning in into this episode. I hope it gives you a little insight as to what happens when you're closing and what are the small hiccups that might come and how to deal with it. Um uh, and I hope you can implement it going forward when you're pitching to your next client. Um thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next episode. Be safe guys.